Hi, welcome to the One to One Thing podcast. My name is Steve Light, a seasoned IT manager and personal development coach, unpacking what it takes to have a meaningful one to one conversation at work, home, and in our head. We all live lives full of conversations that range from awkward to impossible. Join me as we learn to navigate the one to one thing. Hi, and welcome to another one to one podcast we'll be continuing the theme of the Manage Your Mindset course. Last week, we looked at integrity. And in this episode, we take on the second of the five elements, which is tenacity. I love the word tenacity. It sounds like something that you would read in the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, which is the title of an awesome book by John Koenig that expands our mental and emotional vocabulary as it tries to attach new words to things that we think or feel. I'll have a link to the book in the notes. Tenacity can mean different things to different people, so it's always useful to start with a dictionary definition. The two definitions that stand out are, one, the quality of being able to hold something firmly, as in grip or cohesion, and two, the quality of continuing to exist, as in persistence. The Latin root of the word means to hold, And in those two definitions, we get a sense of how it applies. Definitions are useful, but what I find more helpful are metaphors and examples that we can use. For me, three characters or metaphors come to mind with the word tenacity. They are the climber, the artist, and the trapeze catcher. The climber has a form of tenacity based on their ability and agility to hold on. They can make so much out of so little. Whether you're into climbing or not, I'd recommend watching the trailer of the movie Free Solo. It's about a climber ascending El Capitan, a 7,500 foot mountain without safety ropes. This is a supreme example of tenacity. Tenacious and meticulous planning is essential here as this is a matter of success or death. The climber has to attach themselves tenaciously to the mountain. Brute strength or power can't be applied in this case. Using what is available to them on the rock face with agility and strength is key. A climber might need to position themselves between two holes to apply pressure to both, or pinch a piece of protruding rock at just the right angle to help themselves up to the next stage. On a much smaller scale, I've been climbing in bouldering gyms with my oldest daughter, And it's interesting how two different climbers with different skills and abilities attach themselves to the wall to take on a problem. Problem is the term used in climbing for a particular route. Where I might use a larger hold based on strength, my daughter's agility and flexibility allows her to climb the wall in a different way. So in a sense, tenacity doesn't define the way you climb the wall as much as the ability to solve the problem. The second definition of the artist speaks to tenacity being more than just physical effort. Mental tenacity is the key in the artistic arena. The artist needs to be able to build tenacity in their craft, while at the same time exploring new ideas that change what they are holding on to. My other daughter is an artist, and I've seen her mental tenacity firsthand as she refines her skills and explores new medium and materials to work with. From painting with watercolours, acrylics and oils, to screen printing and computer graphics, she is always exploring new ways to express her art. 
When artists are called overnight successes, it's easy to overlook the fact that they've been working on their craft for many years. I think in this case, the tenacity is not so much about holding on to a desired goal. It's more like being tenacious to the process, constantly defining and redefining your art and being able to push boundaries beyond your comfort zone. The third example is that of the trapeze catcher. The flying trapeze was a popular act in the circus when I was growing up. In the show, the person performing the flips would get the attention, but it was the trapeze catcher swinging upside down that always impressed me. The professionals make it look so easy. I've completed a ropes course that involved jumping off a platform 50 feet high to catch a trapeze, and that was enough for me. Once the flyer is caught by the trapeze catcher, they have to swing and then be released to catch the trapeze bar back on the platform. Once the flyer is caught by the trapeze catcher, they have to swing and then be released to catch the trapeze bar back to the platform. Applying this to tenacity, the catcher understands the relationship between holding on and letting go and has to be good at both. The flyer needs to know when they will be caught by the catcher and also when they will be released. In this context, releasing is not the same as a failure to hold, so the concept of letting go can also be tenacious. In that sense, we can adopt a mindset that releases us from things we no longer want to hold on to, and that's powerful in itself. So these are examples of how tenacity shows up in different ways for different people and in different contexts. We can sometimes run the risk of overusing or misusing one word to mean many things. We need to be clear that tenacity is not stubbornness. The ability to hold on physically, mentally or emotionally is a superpower and it's a skill that would be helpful to embrace. So what does tenacity mean for Steve and Wilson, our cognitive and emotional selves? Steve, the cognitive one, wants growth and contribution, while Wilson, the emotional one, wants safety and low effort. Tenacity is a good thing, but it comes at a price. It takes effort and energy and can be perceived as a risk. These are things Wilson desperately wants to avoid. This is where purpose and passion comes in. Creating a strong purpose will help Steve explain to Wilson the benefits of holding on or letting go. I think it's helpful to present both letting go and holding on as a quality of tenacity, especially to Wilson. Whichever viewpoint feels better to him in terms of lower risk and potentially lower energy is more likely to win him over. For example, letting go of a bad habit because it is harmful may build more willingness to adopt tenacity than striving for a goal. We tend to be more pain avoiders than pleasure seekers. So Steve has to make sure the thing we want to be tenacious about works for Wilson. This is something Steve won't explain just once and be done with. Every time Wilson has a crisis or an area of concern, he'll be asking Steve to explain again why we're sticking to or letting go of this behavior, action or mindset. Steve has to be ready with a response. Wilson can be like that kid in the back of the car constantly asking, are we there yet? It's always best to let Wilson know early and often and ideally before the effort is required. That way he is involved in the process and not being given something to deal with after the fact. It's hard to speak of purpose and meaning without thinking of quotes from Viktor Frankl and these could be helpful in keeping Wilson calm. In his book Man's Search for Meaning, 
Viktor Frankl says, Life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only a lack of meaning and purpose. Wilson doesn't want an unbearable life, and neither does Steve, so they both have something in common. If Steve has done his homework, he can present the tenacious behaviour in a way that has passion, purpose and meaning. Because tenacity takes effort, Wilson has every right to question the ROE, return on effort or energy, especially when our immediate safety might not be at risk. Looking out for immediate risk or danger is something that Wilson is an expert at and often acts even before Steve has a chance to think. Tenacity is something built over time and doesn't usually show up as an immediate risk or an immediate reward. So this is why Steve has to spend the time to get Wilson on board. They both benefit from the payoff. The growth and contribution rewards Steve and Wilson. With all this going on in our head, what does tenacity look like in the workplace? All personality types have some kind of tenacity in their makeup. You'll see this described in Myers-Briggs and DISC profiles. The main difference between the types is the purpose, passion and meaning associated to the degree of tenacity. Being present in all personality types means that tenacity is a good quality to have. The workplace is where people are most likely to confuse tenacity with stubbornness. The distinction for me is that tenacity is about holding on and is driven by purpose, while stubbornness is about resisting, whether it's a change or new idea, and is usually driven by fear. I guess people might want to see themselves as tenacious when they're actually being stubborn, hiding their bad behaviour in a good quality. Understanding what drives them can help us see which quality they are actually expressing. Stubbornness would be like a climber insisting on a particular route even when it's unavailable, and not being willing or tenacious enough to find an alternative way of reaching the top. That form of stubbornness puts the climber at risk. People would rather work in a tenacious workplace environment than a stubborn one. This makes tenacity a quality that an organisation should be keen to share with its people. It's a quality to be proud of. When the purpose, passion and meaning are clear within an organisation, people are more able to apply their own tenacious qualities to the task. With tenacity being so good for us, how do we build it? Like the old joke of how you get to Carnegie Hall, the answer is practice, practice, practice. Remember that practice doesn't make perfect, it only makes improvement. And that only applies to good practice. While tenacity may show up in personality type assessments, I believe it's more of a skill than a trait. That means we can learn it, or at least get better at it. Our practice needs to help in building our tenacity. Here's three things to get us going. First, find something that you can be tenacious about. The size of the activity or task doesn't matter. Like the climber, we want to build our ability, then we can build our capacity. Second, create a strong reason. Discuss your purpose with Wilson and align your inner selves. Otherwise, Wilson will get annoyed and Steve will get frustrated. And the third is to celebrate. Don't just celebrate when you complete the goal that you are being tenacious about. Celebrate every step along the way as you go about creating tenacity. Tenacity is much more about the journey than the destination. It's an act of becoming rather than simply arriving. Once you become the thing your tenacity was pointing you towards, people will look at you and say that your quality is more of a trait than a skill, using terms like 
they're just born that way or they have a knack. Sometimes that may be true, but I believe most of the time it's not. While traits can be helpful in building a skill, skills can also develop traits. So to recap, tenacity is your friend and superpower. We all have various degrees of tenacity built into us and our task is to align our purpose, passion and meaning to the things we want to be tenacious about. The metaphors of the climber, artist and trapeze catcher show qualities contained in tenacity. For the climber, it's about the application of agility and strength. For the artist, it's the mental capacity to be tenacious. And for the trapeze catcher, it's the discernment of knowing when to hold on and when to let go. It's hard to be tenacious when Steve and Wilson don't agree. So take the time and effort to align passion, purpose and meaning in communicating to Wilson. And remember, it's a journey, not a destination. Organisational tenacity is much more attractive than organisational stubbornness. As a leader, it is important to articulate and communicate the purpose, passion and meaning of the organisation to create tenacity in your people and teams. View tenacity more like a skill than a trait. Practice whenever and wherever you can. Start small, lock in the ability to be tenacious and don't forget to celebrate every step. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I'll have details in the show notes of the Manage Your Mindset course and how you can register for a spot. Thanks for joining me today. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. My details and links are in the show notes.